step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm so glad you joined me today. I'm always honored when people uh, carve some time out of their busy day to spend with me because our days are so busy, especially as entrepreneurs, business owners, and then trying to juggle a family along with that. So today we're going to be talking about um, drug screening industry. Uh, So I I recently read an article that says the drug screening industry was estimated to be $7.09 billion in 2019 and projected to reach $14.51 billion in 2027. That means it's growing at a rate of 10.1% between 2020 and 2027. Uh, Another article went on to say conducting a pre-employment background check is nearly universal when onboarding a new employee. A survey conducted by HR.com showed 95% of employers in 2018 conducted one or more types of screening, and that still stands true today. So you can see that that is certainly a fast-growing industry, and that probably will not change. So today, my guest is Dave Claflin, and he is the founder of Fastest Labs, which is a drug testing franchise. They perform drug testing, alcohol testing, DNA testing, paternity testing, and background checks. So please help me in welcoming Dave to the show. Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely. So, Dave, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, 95% of employers are doing some type of background check, and I would think that many times that there are some industries that probably it's 100%. So before we get in to talking about the specific industry. Tell me a little bit about your background, Dave, and how you um, actually were drawn to creating Fastest Signs. I mean, I'm sorry, Fastest Labs. Absolutely. No problem there. <clears throat> so the my background is uh, I've been a franchisee in two other systems. Uh, we were in a franchise that a lot of people have heard of called Mary Maids. It was the first cleaning franchise that that uh, really made a debut 
back in, golly, the 80s. Uh, we got in when it was probably about 400 franchises, and we stayed for 13 years, and they had about 1,200 when we left. Uh, next franchise was a Worldwide Express franchise, a little less known franchise, but we were in that one for 10 years. And when I was out cold calling for that franchise, it was an outside sales business, I ran across a drug testing clinic, and I thought that the idea was very unique, and I noticed that nobody was really franchising drug testing, uh, you know, DNA paternity testing that well. So we decided that with our experience as franchisees, we would become franchisors and, and start uh, start our own clinic. After about two years, we trial tested the, the concept and realized that we really did have something that people enjoyed very much. And so we started franchising. Mm-hmm. And are you seeing that, um, Dave, there are some industries that really require for 100% of their employees? There are. Uh, there's actually there's one industry in particular that is required by the government to do testing, and that is under Department of Transportation. So DOT testing, if you've ever heard of, of that, there's, uh, there's modalities there that require their, uh, whether you're a private business or not, you have to test. And so an uh, example would be Federal Motor Carriers, which governs all of the truck drivers across the U.S. If you're 26,000-pound vehicle or more, then you have to have a DOT drug mm-hmm. test. And mm-hmm. what's great about that type of customer is every employee that steps behind or sits behind the wheel of a big rig has to be pre-employment tested, and then 50% of that company has to be tested at 12.5% per quarter throughout the course of the year, or there's huge fines. Um, So that's Mm. just one modality. The other is FAA, obviously airlines. If you fix a plane, work on a plane, or or, work for an airline, you get drug tested. Um, There's railroad, there's transit authority, there's Coast Guard, and then there's pipeline. Um, those are modalities under DOT that are required to test. So when you're talking about testing, do the guidelines specifically lay out which tests have to be done? They do. They have to have breath alcohol testing, uh, which you've seen those kind of the roadside breathalyzer mm-hmm. that you see. They have to have that done uh, on a random basis, and then they have to have the uh, what's called a, a DOT uh, test, which is uh, basically it's a lab-based test using the gold standard of testing in the U.S., which is required. You can't do a little rapid test, you know, the little store-bought test on DOT. It has to be um, a scientific test that's sent to a lab and then actually tested, and then the results verified by a medical review officer, um, mm-hmm. which is a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you're talking about doing the testing, so your labs actually collect the, the, the data, I guess you would say, and then that is sent on to the doctors for them to review? So we take the specimen, so a, a urine specimen in this case would be um, taken from the, the donor, and then that is bottled up and, and sent off with a valid chain of custody. Um, so that if it ever goes to court, you have a document showing that this mm-hmm. person did give their specimen, we bottled it properly, we sent it through FedEx overnight, you know, this is when the lab got it, they signed in for it, 
but that's just um, for DOT. We we actually have um, even uh, that's a big piece of our business. But really, the biggest part is we do a lot of uh, pre-employment testing for non-DOT, which covers everybody else. So every staffing company, um, you know, it, we kind of say that it's basically anyone that goes in and out of a house with a ladder or in and out mm-hmm. of a house or business with a ladder typically is driving some type of a, a vehicle, you know, has a ladder. And those private companies typically pre-employment testing because that person is going in and out of homes and, you know, it's a trustworthy uh, way to make sure you get good employees that are going in and out of residences and businesses. So we've right. got um, much more than just truck driving and DOT. Then uh, there's the court systems and, um, you know, people that are on probation or people that just want to test their teenagers or college kids. Uh, so we do a lot of private testing. So we're really B2B and B2C. Well, I never thought about parents wanting to test their kids, you know, whether they're high school or college age kids. But um, I, I guess, you know, some parents feel that they need to do that. So you know, you've talked a lot about the transportation and the service industry, um, but how about the corporate industry? Do you see that there's more testing done in in those industries as well? Well, they far outnumber the um, the DOT businesses for sure. The um, probably biggest industry that we test for is construction and manufacturing. Uh, Those two industries are not required to test by the federal government, but they test a lot because uh, if you think about it, when somebody wins a construction contract to go on a work site for workers' comp and for safety and OSHA reasons, they want to make sure that this person is going to be safe on the job. And so the first thing they do is they have to have a drug and alcohol testing program and they have to have a, a random program. In fact, most of the time, if you want to go for a state or a federal contract, you have to show, okay, here's our drug and alcohol policy. And we actually design those policies for our customers as well. We have a, a drug testing specialist that's an attorney that um, he's actually nationally known. And he speaks at a lot of the, the big events that have to do with drug testing. He actually writes all of our policies custom for Fastest Labs, and then we're able to have those policies for our customers that maybe they're starting a program or they've never had one or they're being required by the state or the government to to show they have a program. You know, I never thought about, Dave, that um, that some of this information could someday end up in court. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking from, you know, a naive um, consumer that go in, get the drug test so that you can go to work. But in some situations, I could see where it, it becomes evidence, right? It does. The beauty of, of what we do, though, is we're just a collector. So uh, being that we were Mary Maid's franchise owners for years, um, what we found out is liability is a, is a huge piece of, you know, of, of having a business where you've got staff members going in and out of people's homes and, you know, the possibility for uh, something to be missing from the remote control to mm-hmm. kids change to, you know, pills and alcohol and whatever is in the home. 
So there was always this liability. And then, of course, there's slip and falls and people get to get hurt. A customer could walk on a wet floor at their own house and slip. So we had lots of liability. And the thing that I loved most about this business is that anything that's going to be potentially bad news is taken off of our shoulders because we collect the specimen, but we're not actually the lab. So we Mm. get to FedEx that out to the lab. The lab has certified scientists that test it and can provide about 300 pages of documentation showing that this is a valid result if it's ever challenged Mm. for court. And Mm. then um, we have beyond that, we have the medical review officer, which is a a separate entity that reviews whenever somebody actually fails a test. Uh, They review it. And that donor gets every chance to show that, hey, I have a prescription for Adderall, which is an amphetamine. I have a prescription for benzodiazepine or uh, Xanax, which is, you know, I'm, I'm completely safe to work. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't want to miss out on great people because they have valid medicines. So that MRO mm-hmm. actually allows them to check and make sure, is this person taking it as directed or are they abusing their medication? And they can tell based on all of the science that is behind it. So the point I'm making is that all that liability that could show up is transferred to the the laboratory and to the doctor mm-hmm. because they're the mm-hmm. only ones that can say that you've actually failed it. Mm-hmm. I see. So when you're talking about this going out to the lab and then possibly having to go to the doctor, um, the name of their company is Fastest Labs. So how long mm-hmm. does that take, Dave? Well, Fastest Labs is, is named that for two reasons. It's because when someone comes in, rather than them having to wait for 45 minutes to an hour like they're used to when you go for a drug screen, um, all of your listeners, if they've been for a drug screen for pre-employment, usually what they've seen is they go to a medical clinic, they're sitting there with people that need you know blood draws or they uh, maybe have, need stitches or you know, these days, COVID testing. Um, So they're actually in a medical environment waiting, and the drug test is kind of the last thing that that is going to get called. So Mm -hmm. that's why they sit there so long. Um, The wait part, the reason we call ourselves Fastest Labs is because we see people within five minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. Our results usually come back in about five minutes if it's what's called an instant test. But if it's a lab-based test, we actually send it by FedEx, Um, we make sure that that sample is sent that same day by FedEx to the lab. The lab actually gets it around 4 in the morning um, because uh, FedEx starts delivering those those packages that early to those um, facilities that require uh, lab packs. And so we actually get a jump on the day before we even open. We're already getting packages delivered to the labs. The labs begin their testing. And if they pass the test, usually we get the result by 2, 3 in the afternoon. Um, yeah. If they don't pass the test, then, then of course, the doctor needs to give them every benefit of the doubt because we don't want someone to fail that didn't really fail. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so then, then it's just a matter of contacting the donor and, and uh, getting their prescription so they can verify. But, of course, if they can't verify a prescription, they fail. Yeah. Yeah, I see. So, so now that we know a little turnaround. bit, yeah, and and I would think it would have to be people are waiting to be hired or they're waiting for that um, the results to come back because it was a random check. So you know, it kind of keeps people on edge just a bit 
I would think, until they get those results for sure. So um, one of the things that I'm, I'm wondering when we start talking about the franchise opportunity here, Dave, is what kind of prior experience are you looking for to franchisees? Well, the beauty is is that we actually have a uh, – we prefer them to have no medical experience, to be completely frank, because what we found is that the – the types of folks that seem to do the best in our business is uh, folks that have kind of that outgoing, friendly personality where they're not, they've never met a stranger. They love sales. They love marketing. Um, so from a medical standpoint, we actually prefer they don't. Uh, most medical people um, are, don't necessarily make great salespeople. Um, over the time we've had this now for the last 10 years, the the uh, folks that have medical training, typically, and, and this is just a reality of what we have have realized, is that if they're a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist, we have found that they actually grow slower than folks that have sales, marketing, and you know more of those entrepreneurial uh, habits. And the reason for that is because uh, the medical training part is is pretty simple uh, to learn. Uh, when it comes to uh, our processes and procedures, it's it's almost handled like it's a medical test, even though it is completely non-medical. So everything we do doesn't involve blood, doesn't involve needles, doesn't involve anything medical, and doesn't even involve HIPAA. Um, so we prefer non-medical. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned training. So someone doesn't have medical training. Um, Tell me a little bit about the training that Fastest Labs actually offers their new franchisees. So training is one of the things that we take uh, extremely serious because when a franchisee comes in, we want them to be very prepared for their first day of launch. And we actually work backwards from their opening date to make sure all training is completed before they ever open their doors. And so our training process is a month. There's literally a month of training. Uh, most of it is online uh, through our online university where they'll be able to watch videos, take tests, take mock tests, and then take the actual tests. And uh, then there's the actual one week of training that's performed here at the home office in San Antonio. Now that one's a little different because you're learning all of the franchise business training. So how are you going to run the business? There's there's two types of training. There's uh, the services that you need to learn, which you learn all those online, which works perfect because then your employees actually don't have to come back to Fastest Labs for their training. They do all of their training online as well. Um, but as far as a franchisee, it's three weeks of online and then a full week of training here in San Antonio. Nice. Nice. I don't know that I have um, talked to a franchise that has um, a month of training. That's that's nice, extensive training, especially if someone has never been in that industry before and they don't know anything about it. So that's really good to hear, Dave. Um, when you're talking about um, adding employees and before you actually open up for business, 
tell me a little bit about what the footprint of the space looks like. How much, how much, what does the square footage look like? What do they need to actually, um, when we're talking about uh, brick and mortar, what do they need? Surprisingly, very little. Uh, we, our smallest space that we have is in about 500 square feet. Wow. And typical is, uh, we actually have a, a, a drawing, a layout that shows the the footprint and if you can kind of visualize when people walk in for a drug test they need a lobby they need a place for the greeter to come greet them which is an administrative office Um, we make sure that our franchisees don't have the old glass window you know with the Mm -hmm. angry person sitting behind the glass and slides (laughs) it open and sign in here Um, we we actually walk out greet the customer and ask them if they need water so it's a uh, obviously, if they're doing a drug screen, uh, uh, urine test, they may need water. Yep. So it's one, it's hospitality, but it's also greeting them. So waiting room, uh, a greeting area for the administrative people, and then, of course, a couple of private offices. Uh, most important part is a collection room. Uh, you'll need a bathroom. You'll need a uh, – looks kind of like a kitchenette outside of the bathroom, but it's uh, typically a sink, counter, cabinets for storing all of your – um, testing kits, and mm-hmm. and then maybe one extra little area. So uh, for overflow testing, maybe a DNA paternity, where if you've got you know kids being tested or um, anyone that needs privacy, we we want to make sure that we have a place where everybody has privacy when they're doing any tests that they do with us. But mm-hmm. so it's a small space, and mm-hmm. uh, small space also means small rent. And instead mm-hmm. of having to have you know a thousand to fifteen hundred square feet in a high end retail center where you know you're paying three thousand dollars a month, most of our franchisees are in the twelve hundred to about eighteen hundred a month range, which is a right. whole lot less expensive yep. when you're on your startup dollars yeah yeah and and I would imagine that you know maybe these um industrial parks might be a good place for that. Well, it it is. Uh, We actually do a full demographic study with every franchisee in every territory. We're looking for at least 100,000 in population and at least 7,500 of the right mix of businesses. So we have a pretty powerful software that actually lets me go zip code by zip code to build a custom territory for a franchisee. And then what we do is a radius uh, type of view to see what's the quickest way for these customers to get to our new location. Once we establish that, that's where we look for that location, <clears throat> excuse me, in that, you know, that, that area. Mm-hmm. And so if it happens to be in a light industrial or office complex or maybe an older retail center, that's all perfect because we want to be close to where the customer base is to make it easy for them to get to us, but mm-hmm. also keep the rent down because uh, when you first start out, you're protecting that working capital and making sure that you've got a, uh, you know, reasonable expenses. Uh, the best part is it's not that hard to get to break even in our business because our, our break even expenses are typically lower than all of our competitors, which to us is yet another competitive advantage. When you, when you can operate at a lower cost than our competitors, it means you can typically beat them on pricing without, you know, hurting your business. Certainly, and you can certainly get into the black much quicker than by doing that. Um, so when when someone's coming on as a new franchisee, 
Dave, how do you help them get started with having clients? Um, you know, do you help them in identifying those manufacturing companies or those uh, trucking companies in their area? How do they get their clients, uh, their first customers? Right. That is a uh, that is exactly why you want to make sure that whatever franchise you go with has a great sales training program. Um, yeah. Where are you going to get your customers? That's that's the most important part. So ours, we have four buckets that we actually look at. The first one is is we use a company called Scorpion. They're a uh, major SEO, search engine optimization, and pay per click. Um, uh, what would you call a uh, internet marketing company? So they're in four time zones. Well, we have a contract with them where every franchisee we have has a custom dashboard so that we can track every call that comes in. They can hear every call that comes in. Uh, they can you know, improve on how did they handle that call. And it actually takes the, the marketing, kind of the scary side of marketing for Internet customers out of the equation because they're doing it for each franchisee. Um, so that's one bucket. Um, you want to have a great internet presence, but all of our business doesn't, you know, come through the internet. Uh, that's only probably about 20% of our business. The rest of it comes from the other three buckets, which is um, actually going out and talking to your neighbors and letting them know that, hey, we're your neighbor. Uh, you know, what do you guys do? We'd we'd love to send you business, and they'll tell you all about what they do, and then they'll ask you what you do, and and uh, we have a. Uh, sales process it's a little different than you know the typical person with a big satchel and a clipboard and you know a bunch of stuff to pass out when they walk in those people are identified very quickly as solicitors sure. um, so we train our franchisees to go in with nothing in their hands walk in meet your neighbors find out how you could send them business you know um, let them know hey I'm your neighbor most people don't turn their neighbors away and so that's another way we do it the third bucket is we actually call specific industry companies that we know need drug testing, be it be it a staffing company, be it a, um, a trucking company or an airline hub. Um, it could be any number of types of businesses that, that um, we know are located near you. So we have a script that you follow to call. Um, we have a script that actually is tells you exactly how to do the, the outgoing uh, calling, but also the outgoing sales calls where you're out there visiting with your neighbors like I was talking about. We've invested heavily in these materials so that we can turn people into salespeople instead of them just trying to figure out how to get those customers. So that's the mm -hmm. third bucket. And the last one uh, is pretty simple. We go to networking events where you may have heard of company, um, an organization, SHRM, Society of Human Resource yeah. Management. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are great people to market our services to because they handle the drug testing. And right. when you attend those meetings, you're going to eat lunch anyway, so you might as well eat it with a bunch of HR professionals and pass your cards out at the table. Um, but then there's manufacturing associations, there's construction associations and contractors, um, you know, car dealership associations. These are places that we go network because we can um, know for certain that they already need drug testing, and it's a great way to spend our time. So those are the four ways we go get customers. You know, Dave, as you're describing that, I would think for a brand-new franchisee, that approach would be so much less intimidating than 
calling it cold calling. You know, cold calling makes us all break out in cold sweat. That's why they call it that. But it it just seems like it would be, um, it's almost as though you're delivering a service to people who are looking. So you're not, um, it's not a hard sell, it doesn't sound like. And when you call it warm visiting, which is what we title it in our sales tools, Mm. it instantly, the franchisees know that, oh, we're not selling, we're actually just visiting, and it leads itself into relationship. Um, we don't call our our uh, phone calls telemarketing. We actually call it warm dialing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've changed the terms, but we we hired a company called Sandler Sales Training to spend mm-hmm. about eight months with us going through our sales training tools to do everything from how do you ask for the sale, how do you fulfill the sale, how do you find out the pain points. Um, you know, how do you lead and and um, do bonding and rapport? These are all parts of a basic sales presentation before you ask for an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't teach those things to your franchisees, then they're really not sure how to sell what they're what they're trying to market. Um, yeah, so we've absolutely. we've taken a lot of steps to help the franchisee grow quickly. And since we yeah. started that, they come out of the gates faster, they launch quicker and harder than they were previously before we had those resources. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, this is a perfect example, what Dave's been describing. This is a perfect example of why plugging in to a franchise will get you started. It will kickstart your business much quicker than if you try to figure this out all on your own. Yeah, it, it is much easier. They've got the infrastructure. They've got the training available to you. So it's a, uh, if you're wondering if you should consider starting from the ground up or if you should consider franchising, there's the difference, folks. So, Dave, I need to take a real quick commercial break. But when we come back, do you happen to have some stories that you could share with us? I do. Very good. Very good. Okay, folks, we'll be right back with more from Fastest Life. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks. Welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Biostetos here. I'm with Dave Claflin with Fastest Labs. Dave, during the commercial break, I'm thinking we've been talking about the testing for truckers, for manufacturing, but... Is this, um, and, and I just think, oh, it's just routine. They want to make sure that they don't have any drugs in their system. But, but there's that also, also that other phase of that where it's a big safety issue too, isn't it? It sure is. That's 
that's one of the reasons why in certain states there's actually a discount on workers' compensation insurance if you have a program. Um, you actually pay less on your insurance if you have a, a, a true drug and alcohol testing program in place uh, because it does affect safety for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, it just occurred to me that it's more than just um, uh, an employee complying to the uh, HR handbook. It, it really is a safety issue, especially in some industries like the manufacturing and the trucking. Um, it certainly does make a big difference there. So when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories that you could share with us. I do. We've uh, There's no shortage of stories in this business. We actually <laughs> could have a reality TV show very easily. Uh, it's a, It's actually a really mm-hmm. fun business because – Uh, Every day is a little different. Um, One of the things we've learned is that what we do really does uh, impact a business, and I'll I'll give you um, a couple different stories. One, uh, very quickly, is uh, we had a a company that had about 100 employees, and they decided that they needed to start a random drug testing program. They did it right after their safety meeting, and so we showed up on site to test, and literally 50% of their entire employee base failed. Mm. Um, So that sounds terrible. It was a terrible day for the employer, but they knew they had a problem. And, you you know, what do you do when you're you're digging a hole? The best thing to do is stop digging. And Mm. so they stopped digging and they realized we got to fix it. The next time we went out there, we only had two people fail. So Mm. it went from 50% to two people. And uh, that carried on for years as we as we continue to test that customer. Um, mm. Another story I would share is that we did a, a drug test for a, a dad that brought his son in, and uh, son got in trouble at school, and and um, you know they they wanted to have him tested. Um, he had told the parents that you know he didn't uh, do any drugs, and this dad did the hard thing of bringing him in to to make sure, and so they te- we tested him. Um, he passed. And so the dad looks at the son, the son looks at the dad, and they're both looking at the ground, and it's very uncomfortable. And they both leave and drive away. And uh, my wife is looking out the window watching them drive away, and and she says, there goes a dad that loves his son enough to at least find out. And um, that's a tough thing. Um, Another cool story is is we actually have uh, these paternity tests. They come in. Um, you're making a difference. You'll you'll show a dad who just found out he has a daughter, and he'll show up with a teddy bear in the lobby, and um, they're testing to see if this is really my daughter. And wow! Know, so you're connecting loved ones. Um, yeah. It isn't always that you know that type of a test, but then you've got the funny stories, which are uh, people try to trick you as a drug tester, and there's all kinds of crazy methods out there to do it. But at the end of the day, what we have seen is some of the best actors that the Academy Award, you know, uh, <laughs> have have missed. Um, these we will have folks come in that that uh, will bring in a shampoo bottle, you know, with synthetic urine in it, and they'll tuck it in their waistband or put it in their their sock or their boot or under their hat or under their armpit. And um, you know, we have a, a testing protocol that does a a quick inspection. We look at the top of waistbands, you know, top of sock line. Uh, they take off a jacket or a hat, uh, and then 
when they come out of the restroom, it has to be in, in temperature. So a lot of these plants mm-hmm. that they bring with them are not going to be in temperature or they way overheated them to the point where they're um, off the temperature charts, you know, too hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and this is where the acting comes in where you, you know, they'll say, what's the matter? Is it too hot? And you're thinking that's not <laughs> oh, a normal question. That's not a normal question. <laughs> so that's we funny. train our franchisees and, and, uh, but it's a, it's, it really is. It's a, it's a great service, but you've got the people that work harder at trying to trick the test than actually, you know, just going in and getting a job. Yeah. Yeah, understand. David, somebody's listening right now, and they're really intrigued by what uh, the services that you guys are offering. How would they find out more about Fastest Labs and get in touch with someone? Well, the easiest way, the, the foolproof way, is if you just go to our website, the fastestlabs.com, um, and we have a own a franchise section. Um, it's very easy. It, you know, every website that sells a franchise, you'll see franchise opportunities. If you go in there, um, what it does is I think something that's unique about us as a franchise organization is I actually do your very first call. Um, Mm. When you sign up for an an interview, uh, you pick the date, you pick the time. If it's open on my schedule, then then we do the interview. Um, It's a really nice way to make sure that you connect with me as the founder and the the CEO of the company. I I don't have you talking to a salesperson that is just trying to make a commission. I'm actually looking to award franchises, not just sell a franchise. We are looking for specific people. So it is a conversation. So the quickest way to do that is go to the website, fill out the form. It immediately uh, gives us your information and you immediately get a confirmation letting us you know, letting you know we've received it. Here's your, here's my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Folks, I don't know if you caught what Dave said. He says they award franchises. They, they award that. I'm not sure if you understand that this is a two-way street, folks. It, it's not like ordering something on Amazon because it has to be a good fit for both parties. And if you're not what Dave is looking for, he is clearly not going to steer you down a road that you could possibly fail in if you don't have, maybe you don't have the money in the bank to carry you for the period of time. Maybe you don't have the characteristics that he's looking for specifically for his brand. So keep that in mind when you're approaching the the franchisors that it's a two-way interview. It is absolutely a two-way interview because Dave's looking for people that can represent his brand just as much as you're looking to represent his brand. So I just wanted to make that point, Dave, because a lot of people don't realize that there is a vetting on both sides. So, Yep, that's very well said. If they win, we win. If they lose, yep. we lose. <laughs> it's, yep. We're fully vested. Absolutely. So we're down to those final three questions. Uh, the first question here, Dave, is if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for this process? 
Well, one is make sure that uh, they're quite serious about, you know, that they're really passionate about starting a business. Um, Starting a business is not like buying a car. It is a lifestyle change for sure. And so they want to make sure that they are prepared, that they have a good support system um, in place because support is huge. When you start a business, you know, if you don't have a, a real support system, um, and you don't really have a plan, and you don't really have uh, the funds to do it, it's probably best to wait until you do. Um, mm-hmm. Second would be to make sure you've got you know, enough capital. The biggest killer of a small business starting is lack of capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you're, you know, you're prepared. Now, we have, we have sources that, that help our franchisees get an SBA loan that work with us on a regular basis. So um, if they've got good credit and they can they can get a small business loan, then a lot of people do it that way, or they use 401k or IRA, uh, you know, called a, a ROBS uh, type of funding of program. And we have people that we work with on that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Uh, one of the things I failed to mention um, or ask you, Dave, is um, what are the hours of your labs? What hours are they open? We are 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. No nights, weekends, or holidays. So true banker's hours. So, folks, if you're looking for something that is uh, – I'm not saying that you won't work weekends, but what Dave's saying is that you're not open for business. When you go on your own business, right. there's always something to do, but at least your doors are not open seven days a week, six days a week for long hours. That's a lot to be said, Dave, when it comes for creating that lifestyle and still being able to enjoy life, right? It is. Uh, Family has always been my priority, and so every business we've ever gotten into, you know, case in point, Merry Maids, it was 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, no nights, weekends, or holidays. When I got on Worldwide Express, a prerequisite was I want to be at the Little League games. You know, I want to be at the recitals. I want to be on the weekends and the holidays and, and not miss out. So, um, you know, you they, there's an old saying, what is it? You, you, um, you work to live. You don't live to work. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. So the second question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? I know you've mentioned a little bit of this, but specifically, what would two traits of a franchisee be that would help make them successful? Uh, two that I know of for sure are passion, um, you know, which, which uh, helps with motivation. Uh, being type A, you don't necessarily have to be type A, but those, those people are driven to uh, make the business work at, at any cost. Um, and then specifically for my, for, you know, my franchise family that, that we have here, um, our franchise family members typically have sales and marketing experience, um, and and we do require full-time owner-operator because we don't mm-hmm. want someone that is, um, you know, trying to do this part-time or do this as a hobby. Um, it really it takes commitment, and so that's what we look in, you know, mm-hmm. sales, marketing, full-time owner-operator. Mm-hmm. And you want to get to the point, you want your franchisees to get to the point where they are doing more business development and that they have someone um, in, the, in the office or the labs and, that are actually working from a nine to five and they're out building the business mm-hmm. instead. Yeah, the owner should be working on the business, not in it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Final question here, Dave, is what does the future of franchising look like? You've been in it for a while. So what have you seen? You know, I've, I've seen that um, during this, this time frame, uh, a perfect example is, is COVID. Um, mm-hmm. COVID wiped out quite a few franchise uh, owners. You know, um, we've had we've had folks that were looking at maybe a yogurt shop, or you know, they were looking at at uh, you know maybe a, a beauty or a fitness business. And mm-hmm. my, how did those things change? You know, you couldn't get a haircut, you couldn't go work out, you couldn't you know go into places. And and um, so from a franchise standpoint, what we noticed is the franchises that did the best are ones that were um, not in the you know that personal uh, retail environment where people had to come in there um, unless they were an essential service. So I think the future of, of franchising is is extremely healthy. Um, and what I also see is that. Uh, uh, an actual franchise that I love is called Massage Envy, and they do mm-hmm. such a great job of of massage. Well, we couldn't go. Um, I got right. my wife, you know, a year's worth of massages, and she got me the same thing for for Christmas. So we look forward to that once a month going going there. Well, we couldn't go. Well, they mm-hmm. quickly adapted and used innovation. You know, they take your temperature, they they clean down every area. You have to bring your own pillowcase. So they had to innovate. Well, that caused me to innovate in my own franchise to look at, you know, what can we do to improve? Um, mm-hmm. So if if a franchise has great leadership, um, they have world-class support, you know, detailed training, and they have technology, and they have people that are that are running the system with those being the, the key components, I think that those franchisees are, are set to be better off before they uh, were before COVID. Um, if they don't have that, I, I see that that segment's going to struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. We started this franchise in 2008, and can't think of a worse time to start a business than, right. than 2008, uh, financial crisis. But what we saw is that people still need drug testing. Regardless of the economy, there are people still being hired because it's either an employee's market where they could go out and get a job anytime they want to, which is what was you know happening before 2008, or it becomes an employer's market where they actually can start kind of getting rid of people that were not as productive and hire these people that are out that lost their job that are extremely productive. Mm-hmm. But we grew during mm-hmm. that time. So mm-hmm. we look at ourselves as being recession-resistant, not recession-proof. And then yeah, it was I don't think there's proved any again. Such thing. Yeah, but it was proved again during yeah. uh, during this COVID it, it, here. So now we've been through a pandemic, and none of our stores closed. Um, no. You know, every store is still open. Um, no. And then we've been through financial crisis. And either way, we've we've uh, because we're essential service to essential uh, people that need testing, like truckers. You know, hauling the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer, and you know, the police and the firemen and the doctors and hospitals. All those places, you know, manufacturers, they all had to still be open, and they mm-hmm. still had testing. And so I think that when you're looking at the franchise industry, there's there's segments that, that are extremely healthy and that innovated and that they're better off now than they were before. Absolutely. You know, Dave, uh, a few weeks ago I had someone come to me and say that they wanted to um, buy into a, a, a cookie franchise. 
<laughs> and the first thing I wanted to say, what are you thinking? Did you not learn anything over the last seven, eight months? Because like you said, yeah. and, and it will come back, but why not up front about those businesses that were not impacted, those businesses like yours that just continued and many didn't just continue. They really thrived during that period. So, um, but I right. like you, um, you know, there are a lot of businesses out there that are uh, recession resistant, but folks, if you're listening and somebody tells you that their model is recession proof, you want to turn around and walk away because there's <laughs> no such thing as recession proof. It doesn't exist. Dave, one more time. If somebody's listening, they want to know more about Fastest Labs, what would they do? Go to fastestlabs.com and click on Franchise Opportunities. That gives you a direct link. Someone will contact you immediately, and then you set up an interview to visit with me directly. Wonderful. Dave, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed it, and I love what you guys are doing. You're providing a great service. And um, you're also helping people to build their own business along the way as well. Thanks, Dave. We sure are. Thank you, Linda. Have a great day. You too now. So, folks, you know, one of the things that you heard Dave mention right there at the end is about the leadership. And leadership of a franchise of any company is critical to the success of it. So I'm going to leave you with a quote today. It is a quote by uh, Jackie Stewart. He's actually a race car driver. The quote goes like this. It takes leadership to improve safety. That's exactly what they do at Fastest Labs. They've got great leadership, and it's all about making sure that, they, that the employers create a safe place for all the employees. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.